Hello, welcome to episode 16 of the Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Podcast. And uh, my name's David, and yet again we're here uh, to talk about uh, some issues which are really essential uh, to anybody who's had a concussion or has suffered post-concussion syndrome or any type of brain injury, whether it be mild, traumatic or severe, traumatic. And this uh, subject crosses all of the barriers in, in those areas. Uh, what is it? It's sleep. So yeah, something that we would take for granted most of our lives, apart from periods where we may have had uh, stress, a bereavement, or a, a difficult time. Um, we might we might have lost our job. We might do all kinds of things. Um, but generally, sleep is the one thing that is often quite elusive and hence the name of this podcast, which is uh, PCS and sleep, um, an, aw- an awkward relationship. So um, what do we think about when we think about healthy sleep? Well, to be fair, from what I've learned from functional doctors and functional medicine, there is uh, several things which really uh, are good habits of sleep. Now, there is a saying that uh, an hour before midnight is worth three afterwards. That's an old saying. It's like an old, 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 old wife saying or whatever, or kind of old person saying. I don't know. It, I don't know where it originates. You could probably look that up. Um, but this actually has foundation in functional medicine and actual biology too, because your body will tend to do its most essential repairs in terms of the immune system and all the other systems and you know producing amino acids and things between the hours of 9 p.m. and midnight so if you are stressed and you are not going to bed until after midnight or or you you're struggling to get to sleep then you're missing out on perhaps a really vital period of time and this is the same for everybody our body clocks in, uh, have become so used to uh, the, the kind of 24 hour clock of getting up at a certain time going out you know kind of eating coming back going to work everything else and then getting to a point where you then wind down but there are many, many studies that show, well, well actually, uh, we're, no, we're never meant to sleep eight hours at night. It's not naturally human. But yet we, we've kind of trained and re, retrained and, and adapted ourselves to do so often. So the first thing I want to say to you is don't be so, if you are, especially if you can't work through PCS or if you have issues, um, don't put so much pressure on yourself just to be able to sleep eight hours at night. You know, don't do it. <laughs> I've learned that from years and years of this now and from having fibromyalgia too. When I first had fibromyalgia, I didn't sleep uh, 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 even half a night or even an hour or two for months on end. I'm talking the best part of a year. I could not get to sleep or stay asleep. I would rest my body. I would meditate. I would listen to audiobooks and different things and more of that later. But I, I could not get a full night's sleep. And uh, back then, years and years ago, I would even kind of like, you know, have drink a bottle of red wine or whatever. And I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Sometimes 
maybe with certain medications I could do it, but then you'd wake up feeling like you hadn't had any sleep at all because the quality of sleep could be lost. So right, back to the point. Sleep is uh, essential and the right things in your diet and often supplementation as well, uh, as we said before, unless you've got uh, an actual kind of cordon bleu chef and a nutritionist at your call, which very few people have, uh, or unless you are a great cook or a great chef with a knowledge of nutrition, you're possibly not going to get everything you need. Unless you're on an alkaline diet and you're eating a lot of green vegetables and just protein or a ketogenic diet, and then you might sleep quite naturally well. So for the rest of us, or the rest of us who don't have access to, uh, you know, kind of maybe the, the, the privileged things that other people do, you think about sleep, it can often be so elusive. It's like you're trying to chase it as well. Right, so um, thinking about sleep going forwards, if you are, and I know a lot of people have posted in the groups about this, either they're not sleeping or the, the, you know, the son or daughter isn't sleeping and so on, and they have headaches, they have migraines, they have stress, they have depression, they have anxiety, they have all kinds of issues. So it's going to be very different for everybody. Um, but if you do go to Word, the, our WordPress site, which is uh, post-concussion syndrome awareness UK at word.wordpress.com, and you look for the article under Brain Health Matters about headaches, that is a very, very good article, uh, even if I do say it myself, I wrote it myself, but, you know, I can't help getting good feedback. Um, But there are certain things that will keep you from sleeping. So naturally, headaches are one of them. And headaches all relate back to either dehydration, and the the main point, or stress, anxiety, and other post-traumatic stress issues as well. So if you've not tackled the root of that, and if you are just drinking caffeine all day, soft drinks, um, sugary drinks, and taking a lot of sugar uh, and and things into you, uh, and you're not just drinking pure, clean, filtered, alkaline water, then you're going to worsen any headaches that you have. Of course, a lot of people will have, uh, um, you know, biological, neuro, neurobiological reasons for the headaches. And it could be to do with vision. Uh, it could be to do with suboxulation in the spine, on the neck. It could be to do with many things. And that's when, you know, you need to get to the root cause. So you'd see uh, the right kind of optometrist. Or, or, um, you'd see the right kind of chiropractor or corrective kind of person that would help you with that. But... If you've done all of that and and you still your diet isn't right or what you've taken into your body isn't right, then that's the obvious place to look. Now there are certain things that we'll say which are very very good for sleep. Um, first of all is um, exercise through the day, and it may sometimes be a tough one to do. Those of you that have a, a dog or, you know, kind of can go out for walks or, or you're in near nature or you're in nature, you you will probably fare better most of the time. But if you don't, um, you know, if you live in an inner city area or somewhere where there's not anywhere for you to really escape to or you don't have a dog or you know, kind of pet you can take out, then you 
you might find that you know other types of exercise may be better for you. Um, the the main thing as well is to think about how what your body needs. Now, as we've mentioned many, many times in the groups, and I think I mentioned it just the other day as well, magnesium is the the sleep mineral. Magnesium is a wonderful thing, and it comes in different forms, um, but it is the one main supplementational mineral which will help restful sleep. Sleep comes in different stages, sleep stage one, two, three, four. Uh, so stage one is where you kind of nearly awake and you you kind of uh, just in and out. Stage two is where you're just, you know, kind of maybe dreaming in REM state. And, and three is where you're in between. Stage four is like deep, dreamless sleep. It's like where you don't remember anything. You just You're just kind of gone almost and that's a point where your body's repairing itself and, and doing the tasks it needs to do so magnesium has a way at the right dosage of taking you down to better and better quality stage for deep uh, dreamless sleep <coughs> um, if anybody's ever been involved in any sleep studies or you've had this monitored and so on then it is a fascinating thing to look at and the the studies often show uh, different levels of magnesium in different people and how their quality of sleep varies so much. And so this is all very, very scientifically uh, covered and proven many, many times over. Um, different types of magnesium. Magnesium therionate is one that's really good for, for brain injury and post-concussion syndrome. Uh, anybody with fibromyalgia like myself, magnesium malate. There's magnesium and malic acid. Malic acid comes from fruit and apples and is really good for the pain and tenderness in the, the, the muscles and myofascial tissues as well. Uh, there are other different types of magnesium as well, which you may want to consider. Um, magnesium citrate, if you are on a lot of medications... And you uh, say if you're in a lot of painkillers like codeine or dihydrocodeine, then mag magnesium citrate can be a great relief uh, because what you tend to find is if you, if you are on opioid painkillers, then you'll get quite constipated a lot of the time and you can't go in the morning or, or it might take you a long, long time and then you get stomach problems. But for, for short uses, magnesium citrate will definitely make you regular and make you kind of clear out pretty fast uh, but try not to use it for, for long periods of time and always with any of these obviously you know if you're not sure consult uh, somebody that has knowledge of supplementation and nutrition as well uh, other things that have been mentioned um, and I know our friends in the USA and Canada uh, often talk about melatonin for sleep uh, as a supplement and it, it is quite a divisive issue as to whether it's good for you or not or whether it works or not um, personally I, I tried it for a few months and it didn't really make much difference I can in any way that I could kind of see really but uh, I guess for other people it, it may may well do um, there's also uh, the traditional herbal medicine as well which is again a favourite area of mine um, valerian, the valerian plant or the valerian flower, valerian root can be good 
uh, providing that you've not had any issues with benzodiazepine addiction or tranquilizer addiction or so on. Um, and again, always always check for contraindications. Um, but valerian root can come in different forms. In a tablet form, so that's a, a herbal tablet form, it can be combined with passion flower and even hops. And of course, hops have been a main ingredient for beer, um, is one of the kind of sedentary herbs as well. Uh, so you may well find that a combination of those is quite good for you. In a tablet form, uh, it can also provide relief from anxiety through the day or issues that you have through the day where, where you feel o overdrawn in situations or you feel like things are going kind of, you know, kind of beyond your control. Um, also, another one is rhodiola, which is very good for anxiety and stress, another herb, another plant. Um, but back to valerian. In valerian, uh, you've also got tinctures. And in my opinion, the tinctures work better often than tablets. Because when a tincture has been uh, kind of synthesized into that form, it seems to be better absorbed and better tolerated, in my opinion. Um, and you can add tinctures to your favorite drinks, obviously, and you can use them that way. Uh, like Dommies and tincture is hop, hops and valerian. Uh, very good for getting you off to sleep. Um, there's also, uh, on terms of essential oil, there's several oils which are really good. Uh, valerian essential oil is good for sleep, but for pain and bruising and other things as well, and, and, and anxiety. Uh, in terms of sleep, lavender is always a good one, a comforting one. If you can get Kashmiri lavender essential oil, then that is just really, really lush as well. Uh, Capybara oil is very good at aiding sleep and bringing comfort, particularly in times of insomnia or fear-based fear insomnia, which is anxiety insomnia, which is possibly one of the main ones with PCS, where you're, you're kind of lying awake or you, you're kind of putting off going to bed because there's all this stuff spinning around in your head and you don't know where to go with it and, and you don't know what to do with it. So just simply by using... Uh, you could use a mix, in fact. You could use maybe uh, five drops of um, lavender, ten drops of capyba, uh, a few drops of essen uh, essential carrier oil, and just mix them together uh, and just rub that into you, you, you kind of you, you, your chakras points down your body. So that's from your throat down to your centre of your chest, solar plexus, stomach. And, and that can bring a lot of calm as well. Um, many, many experiences with, with that helping uh, me get to sleep in the past. Um, in, a, in a way, I wish I'd discovered all that a long, long time ago before uh, I ever had to turn, unfortunately, to drugs and medications. But we learn these things in time. Uh, whichever essential oils are good for sleep now, we've got um, a few that are, are really good relaxers. Uh, calamus oil. Uh, calamus is a, a root of a plant which is used in India and in ancient Roman times. Uh, it is a cephalic, a brain stimulant, but it's also uh, a relaxant as well. It's one of those curious ones that can act either way, depending on how you're feeling. So one of my recommendations um, 
is, is often that if you are in a particularly bad cycle of sleep or a bad time for your PCS, if you can get, if you have a bath, if you can get like a hot bath uh, last thing at night uh, as part of a routine, which is tremendously important, and, you know, maybe have half a dozen drops of oil in the bath after you've run the bath as hot as you can stand it, then maybe put in like six drops of Capiba, six drops of calamus, or six drops of lavender, or, or, or all three. Um, I mean, there's plenty of others as well uh, that can do the trick. But that will really then soak into your skin and kind of like help you. Uh, it'll also have an effect on your mind as well as your body, uh, which can then kind of put you in the right mode for sleep. Um, on from there, We've got other things which can be good. Now, there's a lot of uh, new companies on the market these days, supplement companies, where they're offering uh, like nootropic brands for sleep. So you're talking about you know five or six, seven different ingredients. I'm not going to mention brand names or kind of things as well. And this is obviously more common in America where everybody's trying to sell you something all the time and they're always trying to you know, claim that they're, they're the, the great saviours and, uh, well, really, they're just using natural ingredients that people just use anyway. Uh, so beware, of, you probably might be paying over the odds for that kind of thing, um, whereas it might be easier to take a course or take a qualification and learn more about oils or medications or herbalism yourself or, or just to kind of give give your business to somebody who is a herbalist or, or uh, works with this aromatherapy. Um, but it depends on your lifestyle, of course. I appreciate that and, and how much time you have to do that. If not, then, you know, well, try a few things. You'll soon know which works and which doesn't. Um, then we've got, uh, yeah, there's a whole new generation of... Um, it seems like uh, people combining several things into one capsule, similar similar kind of thing, or, or, or printing vitamins together. I'm really not sure about this or convinced about this yet, um, but it does seem to be quite a, a, an expensive trend that's going on, so maybe they're aimed at a certain market. Homeopathic and naturopathic remedies as well. Well, I would say, yeah, if you're having headaches or you're having anxiety and difficulties, uh, these may well be a symptom and the sleeplessness may well be a symptom of an imbalance within your own constitution. So uh, I would say, for instance, find out what your own constitution is from a homeopath. Uh, you know, there's, there's all there's a twelve different types in terms of tissue salts and remedies, uh, which can help you get back in balance. So that's an emotional, psychological, uh, and has an act on the physical as well. But for that, you need to do more research or find somebody that knows what they're talking about. Um, as well, we have. Um, the nootropic drugs and things. They talk about stacks of nootropic drugs and things, uh, which you can see all over the internet these days. Um, you might find some of them work. Um, 
I think there was one called PEA, uh, but there's theanine as well, uh, which I tried, uh, which seemed to be very relaxing, and, and the theanine particularly, uh, which is an extract from different types of tea, uh, really did have a sedating effect uh, and, and led to kind of like a great deal of relaxation. Um, I can't remember the full name for PEA, um, but anyway, it seemed to be good through the day. Uh, at helping me to to kind of keep calm and in control in difficult situations, and I'd used it in at times which were really stressful and difficult for me as well. Um, whereas in the past, I might have you know kind of slightly used alcohol or other things as well um, to kind of try and cope, but that's not a healthy way to try and cope. So maybe do have a look into new tropics as well. Uh, but just if you want to dip your toe into that, do do a lot of research first to see what may be good for you and what may not be good for you. Right, now we come to sound. Um, and sound and frequency is one thing that is very, very, very vital to the sleep state. Now, if you really... <laughs> If you really want to get to sleep quickly, you could just listen to all of my podcasts. I'm sure that'll put you under in no time. <laughs> but to be fair, you probably you probably be asleep before it's over. Um, but all kidding aside, um, yeah, thinking about the the brainwave patterns and how our brainwave patterns alter from uh, states of anxiety, depression, uh, meditation uh, to kind of logical thought to deep sleep and so on that each one has a different pattern and even if you're doing healing then you've got your gamma waves and gamma vibration Uh, meditation can be on a a theta state but sleep is a delta state now it's not possible unless you're an extremely skilled advanced meditator or, or kind of uh, a psychonaut to, to stay in delta state and still be awake somehow. So the delta state is the one that you, you want, would pref- preferably aim for in terms of sound therapy and sleep. Now we're lucky these days to have the tools of YouTube and have YouTube be there for us and it? there's so much stuff there that it's just, you know, it's, it's unbelievable these days. You can type in delta or like for i think 432 hertz uh deep sleep meditation and you'll find something or you know that will will probably be like hours long you can put it on and and put your sleep timer on whatever you'll be asleep before before it's finished easily and why do these work well a, a certain resonance just when repeated over an hour or two goes into the brain and just kind of tells it to calm down, you know, just calm down. So sometimes you've really got to stick in there with it. You can listen with headphones, or if you've got a little uh, Bluetooth speaker or something, you can use that. Whatever you've got, you don't have to use headphones. Personally, I I don't use headphones at night to get sleep. I have to have something kind of like just out of the way, a a subliminal level. Uh, Ambient music is very good too as well. Uh, if you get used to certain ambient music where it's very soft and very gentle, you know, whether it's uh, like Brian Eno, Yonzi and Alex, Sigur Rosa, something that, you know, whatever it is, there's many, many different types. Um, it, you can actually pattern your brain 
so that by a certain point, it will all automatically kind of shut down and go to sleep. Um, if not, then at least it's not in your face, it's not in your ears too much whilst you're trying to get to sleep. Um, and you can always change it. Um, binaural beats, that's another one, binaural frequencies. There's the, uh, the Brain Sync series as well, uh, which is Kelly Howell's series. Some really good ones in there for sleep. And they're all just different methods uh, to get to train your brain regularly in, in a pattern for sleep. So, again, this is not just like silver bullet thing. This is not the silver bullet method, which we don't use. We don't have any regard for that, really. So you may want to be changing your diet, first of all cutting out the soft drinks and the sugar, cutting out the caffeine and things after a certain time in the day. As a rule, I say don't drink caffeine after uh, 12 noon. I know that might sound crazy to some people, but I, I can't, I don't take any caffeine after that, none at all. Sugar, you know, kind of calm it down a similar kind of time and don't, don't have too much. But... Um, yeah, just try and cut out processed foods as well. Uh, and that way you, you, you're kind of lowering the, the, the stimulants in your brain because you, your PCS brain is, is really sensitive uh, to, to all those things as well. And imp improving that towards your sleep state, towards the night time, uh, then that's a really, really, really good way to start. Also, in terms of uh, sound healing for sleep, uh, the, you can actually have, uh, if, you, if you use self-hypnosis or if you can uh, have a session or two with a, a registered hypnotherapist, they could make you a tape, well, I say tape, that's my old old-fashioned old, <laughs> old side coming out. They can make you uh, an MP3 or a CD or a tape or what, whatever you want. You know, some of you still have cassette players, I'm sure. <laughs> um, they can make you a recording, should I say, uh, that is there to train your brain to sleep. And I remember having this done years ago, even before, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, worst issues came out. And what it is, is they can train your uh, brain to the patterns of speech. Uh, if you want to make your own, and if you have a little knowledge of, of self-hypnosis, uh, hypnotherapy, then yeah, you know, you can, you can do that quite easily. Or if, even if you don't have any training, uh, try making yourself a recording, something like this, go... And you can do it in the state of, of almost like an affirmation or a series of affirmations. So you'd start out, I'd start out by saying, I realise that my sleep has not been great of recent, but my sleep and my ability to get to sleep and to stay asleep is improving dramatically all the time. I find new ways to relax and to bring comfort to myself in my routine before bedtime. I find that winding down and having a routine really helps me to feel really cosy and relaxed before I put my head on the pillow. And then you can kind of follow that up with all, all types of other affirmations, but you get the gist, really. Uh, I'm not going to go on for too long because you might end up kind of in a, in a bit of a somnambulistic state or whatever. Um, but it simply is affirming to yourself positively what is going to happen. 
because your mind is is a is a naughty little dog really most of the time, and your mind it, 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 it apart from certain physical aspects is mostly what keeps you from getting to off to a good night's sleep. And so yeah, the more you kinder to yourself, the way you talk to yourself about sleep, you know, you could you can just kind of start first thing in the morning. You, know, you could wake up. Uh, I've got to wake up energized tomorrow. Uh, even before you go to bed, you can say, I'm going to wake up so energized tomorrow. I'm going to wake up feeling better, even if I'm not perfect, even if I'm not my 100% best self. But I'll be energized for as long as possible. And when I don't feel energized anymore, then I'll take time out. I'll take time to relax and then I'll have a rest. And then maybe I might be energized a little bit more to do a little bit more. And it obviously depends on what stage of your recovery that you're at as well. In the early days, you don't want to overload yourself either. So just be careful with that. Um, but yeah, again, going back to affirmations for sleep. Well, uh, they can be done through the, your own physical word. Or they can be done through sound as well. In Reiki, in, in Kotodama, which simply means sacred, sacred sound in Japanese... Uh, uh, we have certain sounds, uh, the, uh, mother, father and child sounds. And some of these are, are very, very relaxing and, and sleep inducing. If, if kind of, uh, you know, kind of sang at the right rate and the right, right pace. Um, and I'm sure there's, there's obviously lullabies and things that you used to get sung. But they're all different types for different types of mind. Because what you've got to remember as well is, yeah, not, not these things won't be suitable for everybody. So what else will, will kind of lull and, and satisfy your mind? Well, uh, being read to is, is a great one for me. <laughs> I don't know for a lot of people, um, but, you know, you can, you can read to yourself. That can often, if you're reading a book, that can often you get to the point where you know where your concentration's going because you're getting tired. But I understand if you have PCS like I did for years, you may not be able to read to yourself. And that's where I think audiobooks are a really fantastic thing. Uh, in this day and age, that they're easy easy to get hold of. And um, I find it's best to pick one that you're really, really into. So something, either a story, or a favourite story, or a favourite book, or a subject if it's non-fiction, or, or something that you really, really desperately want to listen to. That might sound like an odd thing, thinking, well, no, that surely that will keep me awake and, and keep me uh, uh, kind of awake for too long. Well, actually, no, I find it has an adverse effect. So if you get like an audiobook or something, that you know, like a really uh, great story, and you're there, you're there, you, you kind of like, your mind's trying to cling on to hang on to keep it to the story. Well, actually, your subconscious mind then realizes that, well, ah, you know what? This is this is good, and as a feel-good kind of sensation about it, and you end up falling asleep after an hour or so. So that might be an unusual, unorthodox uh, type of method for sleep, uh, but you may want to give it a try. Uh, it's had a lot of good results for me over the years as well. Uh, what else have we got in terms of sleep? Right uh, now, we've got medication and bad dreams. Uh, this is quite a yeah, sorry if you you are on a lot of medications, you you, you might well find that uh, interference with sleep patterns is something that won't be on the leaflet with the medication. Your doctors or specialists or neurologists won't tell you about, but a lot of 
that drugs can have severe um, disruptive patterns for your sleep. And so you may end up spending most of the night waking up or, or, or kind of waking up in a kind of trance or a suspension or feeling like uh, even at times, I know it's not great to talk about, but you can feel like somebody's grabbing you or pulling you or whatever. You can maybe feel like you're slipping out of your astral body or you're in panic or, or all kinds of stuff. You know, it, it can be distressing. Uh, I know the worst nightmares I've ever had in my life were, were while whilst t taking prescription drugs, and so um, yeah. Uh, it, again, it depends on character. It depends on how nervous you are or how uh, tense you are at the time. But some people, yeah, some people would just sleep for anything and go, oh, "I didn't have a problem," you know, I just slept like a a log. Uh, but it, it's not the same for everybody. So you know, again. Um, it may well be a very subliminal, low-level uh, side effect, and you would, if you are taking medications that do that to you, then, yeah, you need to have a word with somebody as well. Um, I don't think I've ever had it. I've never had any really bad nightmares whilst just taking natural medicine, unless I've been extremely in a difficult, stressed-out situation, like I was last year, and that was just to do with. Uh, kind of people that I didn't need in my life. Um, so yeah, be beware if you are taking medications. The other thing is like dehydration and the feeling of dehydration. Um, so it's always good to keep clean, filtered water by your bedside, at least a, a litre at night, you know, to keep you going. If you do wake up, um, it's good to hydrate. And then, of course, first thing in the morning, it's ideal if you can drink at least, as soon as you wake up, if you can drink at least a pint of water, uh, clean filtered water, preferably alkaline water, that will have six or seven different actions to your body, your endocrine system, your nervous system, your glands, everything else, and your, your digestive system in order to wake every, everything up and get you going for the day. Um, whereas if you dehydrate through too many medications and then you... Well, yeah, you, you, you're going to struggle. Um, and then if your first drinks of the day are coffee and caffeine, then it's only going to kind of compound and get worse. Uh, you know, and your urine's going to be like dark brown, orange, black, black brown, whatever kind of colour. So remember to minimise caffeine and sugary drinks and alcohol and things and keep good, clean, filtered, preferably alkaline water as at least half of what you drink as well. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, some of you as well may be experiencing uh, either seizures or spasms or pains and things in sleep or, you know, like uh, restless leg syndrome is one which can be helped with certain herbs or with CoQ10 it can be treated as well where you, your legs are kind of like dancing away and, and stopping you from relaxing at night. Um they can also be helped with, with sound and frequency as well. Uh, but first thing in the morning too, uh, especially if you've got other conditions besides PCS, like fibromyalgia and so on, you're going to wake up quite often with pain. Uh, I found a, an earthing sheet, which is um, a, a half blanket that goes over your bed. Uh, it's approximately made up of 5% of silver, pure sterling silver filament. Uh, and it has a uh, a wire that 
goes through to the earth socket. Uh, like in certain countries, you have an earth socket that goes out through your electrical system in your house and into the ground, the earth outside. So this is in order to help take away a buildup of electromagnetic smog and energies through the day from such things as personal computers, laptops, smartphones, uh, electric, uh, like telephone uh, bases, you know, um, mobile phone bases, and all other devices, smart meters and things that, that where you can get some really kind of like really strong buildup of those in your body that can increase pain and fatigue and a joint pain and all headaches and things. So an earthing sheet is something that I think, uh, yeah, you might want to look at as well. Uh, it may not necessarily help you get off to sleep, but it can help you, uh, and it's scientifically proven to help you discharge negative electri electrical charges and static charges that accumulate in your body through the day. Because unless you live out in the country without all the gadgets and devices and anywhere near a phone mast or whatever, you're probably going to get a great build-up through the course of most days, particularly if you work in an office or if you have to work with your mobile phone or your laptop or whatever, then you're going to get it anyway. So have a look at earthing sheets as well. Uh, what's left then? So obviously, yeah, the quality of your bed and your pillow. If possible, try and see a chiropractor and, and, and get a chiropractic uh, advice on pillow and mattress. If you can afford that, that's great. If you can get a, the proper type of mattress for you and pillow for you, that, you know, that's absolutely great. If you don't have that choice, then, you know, you have to try and make things as comfortable as you possibly can, given what you have. Um, you know, personally, I prefer memory foam mattress. Other people say springs are better, but, you know, springs don't last very long. And, um, you know, it's, it's a question of what supports you and, and makes you feel um, kind of restful through the night as well. Uh, same with pillows, it's neck support as well. So it's neck, neck to head support. It depends on your height. It depends on, you know, kind of what positions you usually sleep in in the bed as well. But definitely um, the, the softer, fluffy pillows may not be best for everybody. Memory foam pillows or, or chiropractic pillows that support the neck might be a good thing to look into as well. Uh, and they're not, not necessarily very, very expensive, but if, if you find the right ones, it can be a great benefit to you. Um, right, so that generally covers it for sleep. I know that uh, some of you might have questions, and please keep sending those in as well. Um that there's one thing as what well, in addition which seems very obvious too is uh, like going back to exercise is that if you're doing enough during the day no matter if it's if exercising your brain uh, even through discomfort and walking doing some amount of exercise even if it's only half an hour a day of gentle walking or something you can stand then that can all go into part of your routine so you may well find that PCS has changed your life beyond compare. But if you can have a, a later day routine, say after three o'clock in the afternoon, going from there towards your, your meal time and, and maybe having a bath or a shower and, and kind of winding down music, uh, supplementation, 
sounds, different things, then at least by having that type of routine and having that in place, no matter what, you you'll you will tra- retrain your brain to that, so it'll, be, it'll become a more natural thing as well. Um, whereas if your routine is more chaotic and you're here, there, and everywhere, or you've been forced to to still to work or whatever, then it it it, it can be problematic. I've been through that. I've been through that ten odd years ago, and it it can be. That's when you probably resort to medications. To be fair, and resort to sleeping tablets or whatever um, but those should really only be a very short term measure of weeks so um, I'll leave it there for now and um, it, it, please yeah like I say send in anything that you like anything that you think that works well uh, any ideas any suggestions as well particularly for sleep I know a lot of people will say yoga, always yoga, 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 but yoga's not kind of right for everybody. I've never done yoga. I don't think I'd ever would do either. I, I know there's other ways for me, but, you know, it, it tends to be a certain type of person that will recommend yoga. Uh, and yoga should go with meditation anyway, uh, but I meditate, so, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about that personally. Um, but, yeah, if you have any specific things that you think are useful please let us know and we can add them to a list. We can, you know, talk about them. We can drop them into for a future podcast as well. Um, and then I think uh, fairly soon I'm going to have another chat with Brian, uh, Brian Starr about natural remedies and medications um, because, yeah, he, he's grown up very close to nature and um, I've always had a, a great regard for that as well. And I think the true healing power of nature is often demonised uh, by a very, very, uh, um, a very biased allopathic medical industrial complex, the cuckoo medicine, which has taken over the nest. Uh, so it was Carnegie and Rockefeller in 1910 that came in and uh, destroyed the reputations of all the natural clinics, natural paths and functional medicinal practitioners and so on and slowly began destroying the reputation of, of natural medicine to make it seem like hokey pokery and uh, charlatanism uh, so they could create the drug industry which has now got a turnover of at least a billion dollars a year and is probably killing more people than it ever helped you know kind of claims to help um, everybody else just in the middle is just kind of getting the symptoms suppressed and things. So, yeah, just uh, take a different view on things. We will be looking at that and uh, dispelling some of the myths because there's always these uh, accusations that, you know, oh, you know, uh, different things from nature are so dangerous. You've got to be so careful. You know, they could kill you. They could do this. They could do that, the other. But then just go to local scientific community and your government and look your local health organization or national health organization and look for the statistics on iatrogenic deaths from drugs and modern medicine and you will see that modern drugs iatrogenesis that's death caused by doctors and surgeons and nurses outweighs many thousands of times anything caused by nature and then once you actually look for that you'll see well you know uh, well, yeah, 
I think I've been might have been fooled for a bit as well. I might have been fooled for a little while by these kind of scaremongering tactics. You know, if somebody's trying to scare you so much into not doing something, then what does that tell you? It seems a bit abusive to me. You know, like an abusive relationship. Don't leave me, otherwise you'll be sorry. You know, don't leave me or terrible things will happen. Well, it's kind of the same with Big Pharma. You know, don't use anything else but what we say. Uh, otherwise you'll die, you know, you'll have real trouble uh, whilst ignoring their own uh, kind of uh, demonic sociopathy. <laughs> anyway, that's enough preaching for now. So, yeah, I hope that um, that doesn't stop you sleeping anyway. <laughs> Basically, yeah, uh, have a listen back through this again. But, yeah, please keep your uh, ideas and comments coming through. And anybody else that wants to come on and talk about this... Um, you know, can always make time for that. Uh, send me a message, a personal message on Facebook. That's uh, David Bottomley. Uh, you can find us through the uh, Post Concussion Syndrome Awareness Worldwide groups on Facebook. There's several of them. On Twitter, the handle is at Post Concussion. And there's also our blog, which you can contact us through as well, which is uh, Post Concussion Syndrome Awareness UK.wordpress.com. And I'll always be absolutely delighted to hear from you. Right, so for now, I'm going to wish you a very, very uh, happy day or evening or night. And if it is evening or night, I wish you a, a beautiful, blessed, uh, long, peaceful night's sleep. Thanks for now. Goodbye. This is a very important disclaimer. In fact, it's not even a disclaimer. These are things that most sentient, intelligent, reasonable people actually know. And what am I talking about? In fact, in well, with the podcasts that we're making, you have to be responsible. Myself, my guests and my podcasts are not here to give you medical advice. We are not paid professionals. So, as society and the woke community community dictates, we're here to say to you, any information which we put out in the podcast, anything we give to you, is not construed or considered in any legal way or fashion whatsoever as medical advice. Any reasonable person knows that, but you're always going to get one or two or maybe a few hundred people that really are just as dumb as... A, B, C, X, Y, Z. So, please do not take anything we say as medical advice or any other way. Please do your own research, your own um, just due diligence into whatever we say. And if you need, if you feel you need, if you really, because you could really trust yourself, feel you need the help, trust yourself to get in touch with your local practitioner, general practitioner, doctor, specialist, or whomever, or your psychiatrist, or whoever you're dealing with through post-concussion syndrome or any other health condition. And if I need to spell this out any more, just be really considerate and kind to yourself. And don't, please don't accept what we're saying as any kind of medical or legal or personal advice. I don't know how many other ways to say it, but I'm sure those of you who are intelligent enough will realise that, yeah, we don't give that kind of advice. Uh, 
And if you did want that kind of advice, you'd probably pay somebody that was really good at it to give give it to you in the first place. So don't worry about that. Uh, just enjoy the podcasts. And uh, there's so many, there's 24 of them now at least. And, and just, just really, really uh, have a, a wonderful time. And please get in touch if you need to. But don't worry about um, thinking that, you know, anything else. Just, just really, really enjoy what we're doing. And so much love and respect to you all. Thank you.